Welcome to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. Every week, she's bringing inspiring guests to help you embrace motherhood the cool mom way. Emily knows firsthand being a mom is hard AF, but she's passionate that doesn't need to be the end of the story. Shift your perspective on what it means to be a mom while learning practical tips and mom hacks you can use right away. Stay you while nailing the mom game. That's what being a cool mom is all about. Class is now in session. Here's your host, Emily Kylo. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Cool Mom 101. It's Emily Kylo here. Thank you very much for tuning in and for your patience. Um, I decided not to release this episode for a couple weeks. It just didn't feel like the time for me to uh, raise my voice. It was really a time for me to listen and learn. So race and racism is a conversation, you know, that I'm not going to get right all the time, but that's not going to hold me back from sharing it. uh, And it's important that I continue to speak about it. And as a white person, I've begun to really address my white privilege, something I frankly had never even heard of before, which is the perfect example of white privilege. And I've taken a lot of time uh, the last couple weeks to listen and learn. So I've been learning about white supremacy, white privilege, redlining, medical racism, and so much more. If every white person really steps up right now and supports our black communities, I do feel like we have the power to change racism together. So let's show up for each other. Let's support Black-owned businesses. Ensure your hiring policies support Black people. Put pressure on your company if you don't see Black people in your marketing materials, for example. Um, Get out and march. There's so many ways you can get involved, and um, it's really important that we all do. And I'm committed to continuing this conversation, and if you ever want to chat about it, I am always here. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. And like I said, waiting a couple weeks for this episode, as I'm sure you completely understand. Um, so today we have Tatum Lies, and she is a mom of two boys, an entrepreneur, and an all-around badass. From the first time we met, I knew we'd get along so well. Tatum has such a fun fierce energy and this episode is super juicy and we had a great conversation. So in this episode, we talk about identity and motherhood. We chat about being an entrepreneur and a mom. Uh, We chat about how she's parenting during COVID and also about her amazing journey with Beauty Counter and all the opportunities that have come as a result. You are going to get so much out of this conversation. I just know it. And don't forget to share this episode with a friend if you think they would love it too. You can text them the episode. You know, that's what friends do. Share awesome stuff with one another. And I love when you leave reviews. I'm so grateful for all of you um, who have already left one. And thank you so much for tuning in. All right, without further ado, let's get to it. Here's episode 27 with Tatum Blythe. Welcome to the show, Tatum. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. This is fun. So fun. I'm so excited (laughs) to have you. We are going to jump right into the mom fashions. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> so first one, what's the best part of being a mom? Best part of being a mom, I would say, you know, I'm going to take it back just to our current situation right now. And as hard as the quarantine life has been, I am so grateful for our children that we have, you know, the love, the cuddles we get every day, the, you know, even just that social interaction and that the family unit that we, that we have. And so I would say the best part about being a mom right now is knowing that, you know, we've got our little unit and we're, we're all good. And so, um, I don't know, being a mama is a blessing. It's a gift, isn't it? Oh yes. No, it is. Oh, yes. it's, um... <laughs> oh girl, don't you worry. I'm going to get into that. <laughs> I'm going to get into the real, real, because let me tell you that it's not been a walk in the park, but tomorrow, tomorrow's mother's day and I get a whole day off. So yeah, I'm, you feeling, do. I'm feeling the feels, you know? <laughs> so yeah, here we go. Flipping, flipping the switch here. What is the hardest, um, lesson you've learned being a mom so far? I think the hardest lesson I've learned being a mom has been all about, um, you know, there's just this humility aspect, you know, you, you can say what you want, you can, you know, teach them all you want to teach them. But at the end of the day, they're just going to do whatever, whatever they see you do. And, you know, I have watched my kids interact with each other and the eye rolls are so intense. And I'm like, where did, where did you get that from? (laughs) Why are you talking like that? What's going on? (laughs) So I think the hardest part about being a mom is like, is having to check yourself the whole time um, in terms of parenting. But the hardest part about being a mom is, I think for me has been the, that that these kids like rely on, on you and you really have to put yourself aside. Um, You know, whether it's career, whether it's, um, you know, your desires, whether, whatever, whatever it is, it feels like, you know, you put everything into them and sometimes you, you take the back burner. And so that, that's definitely been a struggle for me for sure. It is hard. Mm -hmm. Really hard sometimes. Yeah. These children, I tell you. I tell you. And I've got two boys. And so they're just like crazy all the time. Lots of energy, hey? A lot of energy and and so much talking. Like we're we're going into the next phase of adolescence for the eight-year-old. And he is just like wants to know everything and like wants to talk about everything and why are you doing it that and why are you doing it that way oh and like what are you watching tonight like he will lay in his bed and yell what are you watching tonight what's it about oh that's cool tell me more I'm like really the door's closed it's time for you to go to bed (laughs) this is game over for tonight yeah (laughs) I love you (laughs) bye-bye and good day that's so funny So in what ways do you experience mom guilt and how do you overcome it when it comes up? Yeah. So I think the mom guilt for me comes in when, so I have a, I work from home as well. And it's, it's when I feel like I'm not being present with them. And so, you know, whether that's been, I'm on my 
computer or whether I'm on my computer or whether I'm on my phone and I'm working and because a lot of my work is a lot of my work is it is communicating with people conversations um I meet a, I worked even a lot through social media and so it can look like I'm not you know I'm just scrolling the gram when in actuality I am connecting I'm checking up on you know certain things and so to you know as, as I think mom guilt for me really comes in where, how do I say it? Where it's like, how do I divide my time and put in, okay, time that's for me where I get to work time. That's for me where I get to, you know, self-care and work out, but then also put in, like be present with them and make sure that they know that they're, they're loved. And it's, it's, and you know, for them, I mean, I really have to be really, I have to be really strict about, okay, my time, because if I don't, they're just going to be like, mom, 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 <laughs> you know? Right. And, and as a, as a parent, when you hear that often, you think like, oh shit, like I'm not, can I stir on this thing? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh shit. Like they're asking for me a lot. So maybe I'm not doing a good job. And like everything you do, you know, when it comes to guilt, everything, everything is a mom, there's guilt attached. You go work out, you feel guilty that you've gone worked out. You, you work a job, you left the house, you feel guilty that you left your child with somebody else. You're, you know, you, you actually like sit down and like do some work. Well, you feel guilty that you're not playing with your kids right now. You know, you make them crap, you know, you make them box macaroni or whatever, you feel guilty that it's not a home cooked meal. There's like <laughs> guilt with every, every aspect of, of being a mom, I feel like. And so there, you, there, it takes a lot of practice to just say, uh, I am good enough and I am good enough. And that's really, I think part of the way to get out of it. That and wine. <laughs> <laughs> When all else fails, wine. <laughs> yeah. Tatum knows what's up. <laughs> so something I was really curious to hear your take on is the idea of identity in motherhood and outside of motherhood. And so how do you kind of navigate being a mom and all the other amazing things you are and the things you love? How Mm -hmm. do those things all come together for you? So for me, uh, I, for me, um, sort of navigating through that, I, okay, go back and rephrase that or ask me that question again, because I lost my train of thought. Yeah, no worries. So when you're thinking about identity as a mom and then Mm -hmm. outside of just that, you know, you're, mm-hmm. of course, you're always a mom, right? Always. That's part yeah. of your identity. But like, how do you figure out how to have identities outside of that? I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah, totally. And I think, so what's really funny about this, about this, about this topic or this topic is that if you were to ask me when I was 18, 19, 20, what I wanted to do, what I wanted to be, I was, I knew I wanted to be a stay at home mom. I knew I wanted to have kids. Like it was part of my, you know, it was part of 
my goal. And, and that is, you know, and it just so happened that I, you know, partnered with somebody who was like, okay, I'm going to support that. If you want to be at home for those early years, then that's cool. You know? And it's funny because my husband always said, you know, I, I really think it's important that you do something. And I was like, nah. <laughs> and so I, you know, I, I, so I thought, you know what, how great I get to be at home with the kids. I get to do like, I kind of wanted to be like the Pinterest mom, I think. And, <laughs> and then I got there and you start to realize that because you are doing everything in service of your home, your, um, you know, your kids, like everything, you know, your spouse, um, the whole management of, of it all, you start to lose yourself. And I, and the piece for me that I didn't realize that was really important was, you know, even though my job as, as, being at home with, with, with both my kids and, you know, running the whole house and all of that is invaluable. The piece for me that I didn't realize that was really important was not only having something that was outside of the house that's, that was for me, but also a fine, like the financial aspect, mm-hmm. the, like, I didn't realize how much I, I, how much impact that would have on me when I started to create create an income. And when I did, I was like, Oh, shit. (laughs) Make it rain. No. (laughs) Yeah. We're literally making it rain. You can't see it, but I wish you could. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, that was, you know, and then we, you know, it circles back to the mom guilt. It's like even going to the grocery store, you know, you're just like, Oh crap. I spent so much on groceries or, Oh crap. I spent so much on, you know, or I really wanted this, um, you know, shirt from Aritzia and there's that, there's just so much guilt built around it. And you start to really lose your sense of confidence. I think in that, even though you're supported, even though you're, you know, your spouse might say, no, go ahead or whatever you, you lose that. But when you spend your own money that you've earned, while doing all of that, I was like, damn, okay. This is like, it lit a fire inside of me. And I didn't realize I needed that until I had it. And so I think, you know, that is a key piece is, is, you know, telling a new mom or even a mom that's, you know, a seasoned mom, you know, find something that's your own. It doesn't have to bring in income. I mean, the other thing I like, I do on, um, that's part of like my joy is I sing in a gospel choir and yeah. I did not know this. Yeah. Yeah. So I've taken a bit of a hiatus over the last year and a half, just because I took on a role with, um, beauty counter that meant I was traveling a lot to our HQ. I sat on, on an advisory board for the company. And so it was, there's a lot of travel. And so I took a hiatus from a beauty counter and actually last year I got sick. And so it was a whole thing. Um, but the goal is that once the season starts up again in, um, in, um, September that I'm back. And that for me was a, is a huge sense of joy. It's a huge, it's a community outside of, of my family. And it's a, you know, it's a part of me that has nothing to do with them. So I think that would be my first like tip is find something that brings you joy. And if it can also bring you an income, then hell yeah. (laughs) You know? Yes. And I I love what you said though, that it doesn't need to bring income. I feel I'm the same way. Like I felt really weird 
not making money. Mm-hmm. My own money. Again, we have the family income, yada, yada. Like you said, there was never any, um, I want to say strings attached for my partner. I never, he never like put any pressure, so to speak on mm-hmm. anything. But I did really, I think too, if someone who's, you know, as someone who'd worked for so long by that point, you know, you got your first job at, I was, I think 16. Um, so it's a long time to go having that experience of making your own money and depending on how your finances are, even with your partner, some, some women like still keep it kind of separate. So then it must, it's just weird to be like, Oh, yeah. nothing, nothing there for mama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and, you know, and you're the person like going out, like, you know, signing your kids up for, for whether it's childcare or activities, and then you're doing the groceries and you're doing all the stuff. So it's like, you're not putting anything into the pot, but you just keep taking that shit out. <laughs> no. And I think you said a really important point about a time when you were like, I'm sure this happened lots, but you're like, Oh, I really want this Aritzia top. But I think I even had a bit of a struggle sometimes being like, but should I get this? Like, I don't know. Like we have all these, like you said, all these other things, groceries, kids activities, house stuff. And you do, I don't know. I even felt that sense of like, Ooh, like, should I? So I feel you on that one. Totally. And I mean, I think the other, um, I think the other piece for, you know, your identity is, is do things like keep your girlfriends close, keep them close, whether they are, you know, even if they're your mom friends, but don't, don't do things, don't do activities only with your kids and them go out, go for the shopping day, go for the spa day, go for the hike, go for the trip. You need your girl's trips. Like it is so important. And depending on where, you know, you are and if if that's available to you, like make those make that time. It might be a road trip, you know, to Whistler. It might be like jump on the ferry for the day. Who knows? But it's, it's so important to have moments outside of, um, outside of your family to fill you up. You and your spouse, (laughs) you need your girlfriends. Oh yeah. Um, I, I will say I, you know, I'm a newer mom, as in my son is not even a year and a half yet. And I was kind of worried going into it, how it would affect, you know, your friendships. Because for me, my friendships, and they still are, which is the spoiler alert, it all worked out. But I was really concerned, like, how is this going to affect it? And I was also the first of my friends to have kids. Mm -hmm. I think maybe you were one of the first two. Mm -hmm. And so I was wondering like, well, how's this going to affect it? What's going to happen? Cause it's, it was something that, and is still something that brings me so much joy and makes me feel so good. I was like, I don't want to not be able to see my friends. Yeah. I think it's just, you have to, like you said, just commit to it and make the effort. It doesn't have to be a trip to like Spain, but we want to do that too. (laughs) Um, but it can be like even just the night out for dinner, like mm-hmm. go do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really so important necessary. to do that. I would say, you know, also for the identity piece, because clearly this is an important topic to me, <laughs> is the last thing would be to, you know, and kind of the same on the same token of, of, of having your girl's time, but also lean into people who will support you that you, that you trust that will help care for your children. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, whether that is like, if you're only able to work out once a week and you really want to take that spin class, or you really want to take that aerobics class, lean into the people that will 
you know, that have offered, you know, a lot of, you know, and a lot of people are like, Oh, I don't need, it's okay. I don't want you to take care of my kids. I'm like, here you go. Bye. (laughs) Go. Thank you. Um, and because there are, you know, gems in your life that realize, um, that you're with your children all the time. And I think that that is, um, if someone asks like, and you trust them, like, yes, always. Oh, I love that point. We are on the same wavelength with all this stuff, but I, Mm -hmm. I just don't, here's the thing with accepting help. Cause it's something that comes up a lot of moms, especially I think women overall sometimes have problems with accepting help graciously. And I yes. will say, I do not have that problem, <laughs> but I think part of it for me. And one thing that helped kind of change my mindset around that is I think of it like this. If someone's offering to help me, it's because they genuinely want to help me. Mm-hmm. So I would never offer something I don't want to give. So I mm-hmm. couldn't operate with that as my baseline. I'm like, no, yeah. if they offered to watch Leo so that me and my partner can go to a movie or I can go to my workout, whatever it is, they mm-hmm. genuinely want to help me. So why would I not accept that graciously? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's necessary. I think for, for parents, especially I, yeah, I see. Yes. That's the plus side of having friends who don't have kids. <laughs> Yeah. They're like, I'll take your baby. (laughs) One of of my best friends, she, um, you know, she used to help with our kids and our dog. We had a, we had a Bernese mountain dog and, uh, he's a big guy and they were, he was obsessed with um, her and her husband. And, uh, they were, they're amazing auntie and uncles just still to this day, but, um, before they had their baby recently. And now it's like, now it's like, they're in that, you know, yeah. they're in that. And I was like, Oh man, <laughs> but it's, uh, but yeah, absolutely lean in for sure. Um, I think the identity piece, like, you know, it all, that identity piece is really, um, strong for women, um, because it is, you know, related to guilt, right? It's related to mm-hmm. um, trying to be the best mom and then comparing yourself, you know, while you and I met over social media and we know each other through there, social media is such a gift because you can connect with people and, you know, create community and all of that. But it also, you know, how it can be, it can be detrimental to your mental health. If you just sit there, scroll and compare and think that this person's doing it better or this person's doing it worse. And you know, how, you know, how does that relate to me? And I must be a bad mom. And, you know, so it, it's, yeah, you just don't compare because you just really, at the end of the day, we're all doing the best you can. And my sort of philosophy on motherhood is you keep them alive. You keep, you love them. Right. And it, it's just like focusing on the, 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 the bare, like not the bare minimum, but making sure the necessities are, um, like I'm dialed in. So, so it's funny because I, I've said this to my, my kids, like just even recently, I was like, man, I'm just so proud of how well you guys poop. And he's like, wait, what? I'm like, like, no, I'm serious. Like I, because of your health, like because of your poop health, I know I'm doing a good job. Like I know I'm doing a good job with your nutrition, with your sleep. Like, you know, I, I, I look at those, like those necessities and I want, and at the end of the day, you know, you go to bed knowing you're loved and supported. You know, if there are things that pop up, yeah, sure. 
we're going to take care of them. But I don't care if you are an, you know, a student, I don't care if you are, you know, this or that, but like, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that you are well fed. I'm going to make sure you are sleep. You're sleeping well. You're clean mm-hmm. for the most part, but you're because you're boys and you're generally just gross <laughs> <laughs> and that you're loved. And so, um, and, and so at the end of the day, we're all just doing the best that we can to, you know, to be, and if your kids have those things, guess what? You're winning. You're oh, winning. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I love that. And it's so true. I don't think, I think we overcomplicate it again, Mm -hmm. does relate back to kind of like mom guilt and what you mentioned about comparison. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I think we as women and moms have that tendency to think you have to be everything and it has to look like Pinterest for you to be doing a good job. Mm -hmm. And we're here to tell you, as long as your kid shits, (laughs) you're doing a good job. They shit, they pee, they sleep, they sleep. No, but like take it, but take it back to the basics, which I I kind of love. It's like, what more could they really need? Like home, home, loving home. Yep. Food, like Mm -hmm. nourishment. And sounds like a lot of the time, very delicious, healthy food. Um, they have like their oh, friends. Oh, we're going to talk social. about the very delicious, healthy food in a minute, but go ahead. Yes. Yeah. You know, like they have, they have the, those huge bases covered. Mm-hmm. So I think if you can keep that in mind, you're doing a great fucking job. Yeah. No shit. And <laughs> I think that it's, it's not. And I really think, you know, it's about, you know, even just during this like quarantine time is, you know, I would love to say that I've like taken a course in this and like chilled and watched a thousand movies and like painted girl, my fucking nails are still bougie. Like still all I used to use bougie in like the opposite term, but like, my nails are so ratchet. Right my now. nails are ratchet. That's like, what I would call them. Bad. Like I have to bad. go meet some people and I'm probably wearing sneakers because this pedicure is like, my pedicure is now like a French manicure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, but, um, but it's, uh, you know, I would love to say that I'm having this like amazing time and like being like, you know, taking care of myself and just like almost being bored. But I actually feel much busier because my kids are around all the time, all the time. And I'm making every single meal. I'm making sure, you know, doing all the things. And so not every meal, because my husband helps a lot with dinners, but, um, but you know, a lot of moms are actually feeling guilty because they have to play with their kids and like feel like they've got to spend time with them. And one of the, you know, some of the conversations I've been having with other moms is let them be bored. That is where they grow is let them be bored. Let them go and like create a game that's like, you know, within their own imagination. Like I have legitimately locked my kids out on my deck and I've said, listen, it is outside time. You need to go outside. And since you cannot stay outside, I'm locking the door and I will unlock it until when it's time to come in Mm -hmm. because you need, you need to be outside. See, it's just the basics. Right. Um, but definitely back to like, you said, oh, they're eating good, nutritious food. Yeah, they eat a well-balanced diet for yeah. sure. But the only time when you see me cook on Instagram, <laughs> it is because that is the only time I am cooking. <laughs> like otherwise, we're lucky enough to like be able to have takeout often <laughs> because of my husband's job. And so 
Yeah, you know, we eat out, we, you know, prior to this quarantine, we were eating out quite a bit. And I hope that the expectation when we get back to normal <laughs> is that we get back to continuing to do that. Because ain't nobody got time to cook home, home-cooked meals every day. Uh-uh. No, and that's a perfect example of not taking what you see on social media at face value and comparing it against your life. Mm-hmm. Because if you had just popped on social media one day and seen you, you were cooking up some like, delicious chicken thing I saw one time and oh is it great? A, yeah yeah so that's the only time I went and looked on your you know social media that day and I might think oh she always make these delicious meals they look so healthy <laughs> like what am I doing yeah put together Emily <laughs> yeah. that's a perfect example of like oh yeah you don't really know behind the scenes what's going on and I try my best to say you know hey guys like because I've had people reach out be like wow that was amazing and I was like girl and I've like gone back and said, the only reason you guys are seeing me cook today is because this is the only time I've cooked this week. So I just want you to know that. You're seeing you know? it here first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, anyways. And I'm really curious to know, we started talking a bit about how you've loved being able to have your own identity as an entrepreneur. Like I think that's mm-hmm. Is that safe to say that's part of your kind of identity? Okay. 100%. So awesome. So you, you know, you, that's very gratifying to you. And I really wanted to know how did you get into Beauty Counter? And just tell us a bit about how your journey's been and the whole deal. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Um, so I have been, well, Beauty Counter, who we are is, um, we're a company based out of who Beauty Counter is, is a company based out of Santa Monica, um, that started when uh, Greg Renfrew, the founder and CEO, watched the movie called An Inconvenient Truth. And she watched that and was like, whoa, became woke to the fact that there was a severe lack of transparency in our in the personal care industry. You know, lack of transparency when it comes to ingredients being used, lack of access to products that were both safe and effective. And then on top of that, lack of regulation on, um, you know, on, on the, the governing body what, what the, of the industry. And so, you know, she went out and created Beauty Counter and and uh, decided to do it through um, through direct selling. And the reason why she did this was because we are a mission-based company. Our, our mission is to get safe products into the hands of everybody. And um, she decided to do it through direct selling is because you can't put a bottle onto a shelf and that's, and, and trust that that story is going to be told, you know, mm-hmm. um, it just yeah. becomes another bottle on the shelf, you know? And, um, as women, especially we shop because our friends tell us to go and buy this or that. And, um, this, our mission is so, so much bigger than selling products and so much more based on education. So we run, you know, we run beauty counter on sort of three pillars, which is product, um, sorry, education product, and then advocacy. And what's really cool about that is that we don't necessarily, and this is one of the things that drew me into Beauty Counter in the beginning is like, they're not out here, you know, one, they created this sort of clean, clean beauty space, um, because there's always clean beauty. And then there's always like, you know, beauty, beauty, and then we kind of put it all together. And then, it, you know, we're kind of the spot in the middle. And, um, 
and it was, it's not that we're out there trying to get all these customers for ourselves because we've got these cool products. It's no, we want to educate people because people don't know that what they're putting on their skin could be potentially harmful. Right. And, and our skin's our largest organ. So, um, that is, you know, that's sort of who beauty counter is. And over time, you know, in the, in the, four years that I've joined, I've learned a ton, but the company has done some incredible things. One, we're a certified B corporation. So think, um, think, you know, um, Patagonia, think, um, Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Um, essentially they use their business platform for a greater good. Um, and we do that through our advocacy work. So just, um, every single year, Beauty Counter takes a group of consultants, whether it's in the States or in Canada, and we go to either Parliament or to um, uh, Congress, and we have meetings and say, hey, our customers, our consultants, our constituents want safer products. We stricter laws. And we're not doing that for the betterment of beauty counter. We're doing that for the betterment of society. And so that's sort of how we use our, our things, our, our, our platforms. And then I think the last thing I would say is like, you know, we banned 1800 ingredients that are linked to health harm and have gotten a shit ton of accolades in, in the last uh, couple of years that really has solidified, you know, I go to bed every night, just so damn proud of what we do. And so that's a little bit about beauty counter. Um, I got involved when a So it's funny, I was a yoga instructor and um, I was using, you know, essential oils and all of that and, um, and loved them. And so a girlfriend was like, oh, you know, would you consider this as a side gig? And I was like, yeah, okay, but how how much money do you make? And she told me, I was like, okay, cool. I want to make that much money. Great. Like that'd be, you know, that'd be some good shopping money for me. Sweet. And so it was always about the income potential for me. And so I was like, all right. And then I kind of started to dabble a little bit. And I thought, you know what, this just doesn't feel right for me. But I said, I reached out to her girlfriend and I I said, Hey, I'm like, would you want to do this? And she's like, "Mm, no. So I knew this friend through, um, through Earl's, which is how, like, I know met my husband and her husband, all this sort of thing. And so I reached out to her because I knew she was using essential oils. And so she's like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I love my essential oils, but guess what I just did. And so she had just joined Beauty Counter the week before. Mm. And so, and we had, and Beauty Counter had just launched in Canada. I'd never heard of them. I never tried a product. I was like, okay. And so (laughs) I got some information and the information was, hey, there's a new company out there that just launched in Canada. There are, you know, 500 consultants across the entire country um, that have, you know, that have joined. I was like, okay, the light bulb went off. Like, oh, okay, this is brand new. Okay, I like that. Uh, this company is claiming that they are both safe as well as effective. And I'm like, okay, two things that I want <laughs> because I knew, always knew products were bad or could be bad. I just kind of shut my eye to it or shut, turn my head to it because you just, you still want it to work at the end of the day. You well, want it that, to work. I think that is like one of the key points for me too because it's like, if it's not going to be effective, you kind of are just like, so what? Putting then? coconut like, oil on your body. You may as great. well just put the coconut on your grate, you know? And so I was like, okay, so you're basically giving me like the, gra- you know, both sides of the, the two things that I want. I'm like, all right, cool. And like, 
I could maybe, you know, and then this could be something I could do from home. I'm like, all right, I'm going to give it a go. So I like joined. I didn't even talk to my husband. I like joined. I was like, all right. And I would say that, and he would act when I, he got home from a work trip and I said, oh, I did a thing. And he goes, <laughs> he goes Can you say that often? <laughs> yeah. I did a thing. I did a thing. I actually said that yesterday um, to him. <laughs> like, oh, I did a thing. And he goes, what? And I'm like, well, just spent a whole bunch of time with a potential breeder and I might be flying to Ottawa next week. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> casual. Like, Don't worry. It's casual. It's all good. Like, okay. We're <laughs> just getting a full litter of puppies. <laughs> <Yeah>. No problem. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but he's like, okay. He's like, okay. He's like, I actually think this could be really good for you. And I, um, I'm like, okay. So, I started and I had a slow start. Like, you know, it was a bit of the wild, wild west. I don't know what the hell I was doing. I'm like, like mass reaching out to people, like being like that annoying, you know, <laughs> that annoying, like uh, people ghosted the shit out of me because I was, I was like, yeah, well, hey, you want to buy some skincare? <laughs> yeah, totally. I was like, this is, this is shitty. <laughs> but then it took me a couple of months to like find my stride. And then I would say within six months, I had hit the first um, level of, of leadership in our company, which is called, which is called director. And it means that your entire yourself and as, and anybody that you have recruited or they've recruited um, altogether sell $10,000 of products in a month. And so that was my first six months. And, um, it's been pretty amazing since then. Everything has sort of really grown, um, since, since then. And now, uh, last year, um, we did almost $2 million in sales. Uh, my team, um, we are like, I don't know, 300 and over almost 400 people deep between Vancouver and New York city and everywhere in between. Um, and I've got this business that allows me, you know, flexibility. Um, it challenges me every day. Here I am sitting with you talking about things (laughs) that, you know, talking about things, pretending to be an expert and, um, (laughs) and, and yeah, I, I think the biggest gift of all it's given me is the community of, people and women that have really uplifted me. And, you know, that is just so important is, you know, finding a group of people that really are absolutely supportive and incredible. There's none of that high school drama bullshit. Like it's just, yeah, it's just like really good people. So, um, that's been a bit of my journey. And I, I think, what else can I say? Ask me a question so I can. That's you know. so cool. I mean, <laughs> I think what was your, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people have fears. Going oh, you want to talk something. MLM site, MLM shit right now? <laughs> well, because here's the thing. I think that there were, unfortunately, this is the way I see it. I'll give you my take mm-hmm. and you. Yeah. Um, I think in the past there's been some, and some of them seem to still be around, but some kind of sketchy companies that follow Mm -hmm. a similar structure. So then Mm -hmm. I think what has happened is for some people who haven't seen the benefits or like me, I know a few people who have really successful businesses, um, Mm -hmm. with like social selling. So I see it differently, (laughs) but I think a lot of people still think of those kind of I would call them corrupt type of companies 
that Mm -hmm. use that type of selling. So what would you say to anyone who has those kind of like fears? Yeah, no, absolutely. And those are legitimate fears because, you know, you see, you see these people who you see people who are your friends and family that you love and care about join certain companies, uh, with that have been promised almost like a get rich quick scheme, you know? And, and, oh, they, you know, you, and you care about these people. And so you automatically are just like, well, what the hell, Uh, you know? And here's what I, what I've found over, over some time is that Canada is really great at protecting, um, protecting their citizens. And, um, right. Not multi-level marketing, but uh, what do we call it? Pyramid scheme type companies are um, are illegal in Canada, and every Mm -hmm. single compensation plan is vetted um, not only by the um, not only by the Canadian government, but also by the provincial government, and has to so it has to be approved on uh, both federally and provincially to to be able to operate. Uh, So yeah, so the thing is, and I don't know much about MLMs or, or any of those types of of things, but what I do know that makes it, what I do know about beauty counter that is different than maybe some other companies is that you pay, you pay a very small fee to become a consultant. Like right now it's $50 to become a consultant. You, um, at the time of joining, you have the opportunity to purchase a set of products that you will use for yourself and, um, and products that you can share out or display out. That is it. We are not allowed to have an inventory. We, you know, we are not allowed to, we don't have to buy minimum, you know, minimum spending every month. We don't have any of that stuff because we meet, we meet people where they are. People like to shop like this, like person to person. People like to shop online. People like to shop in a social setting. And so people like to go into a brick and mortar. And so Beauty Counter meets those pe- meets consumers exactly where they are. The only, the only difference um, when you go to a checkout, like go to it's literally like a, a Sephora type website, the only difference is you'll enter someone's name in. Um, I'm shopping with Emily and Emily will get, you know, will get compensated for that sale. If I don't sell anything, I'm not making any money. And so that's all I know about, you know, so I I understand because there are companies out there that, you know, perhaps ask for, you know, perhaps ask for those, um, those, um, sort of financial commitments, either monthly or whether it's an inventory or something like that. And, and so you end up spending more than you actually can earn, Um, So I don't, again, I don't know much about that, but here is a company that cares about health. Here's a company that cares about education. Here's a company that provides flexibility, community, and, you know, an income potential. I mean, and also going out and changing the world, like, okay, sure. Okay. (laughs) Sign me up. (laughs) Right? That's great. And I think it's just, um, like I said, good to highlight some of, yeah what you know and why it works really well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, aren't we, you know, aren't we, when you get your, when you go out and like buy a lipstick and your girl's like, Hey, sweet color. Like, what are you, what are you going to be like? Oh, oh yeah. Thanks. No, you're going to be like, yeah, girl, this is that new Charlotte Tilbury. I don't know. Fuck. I should try that again. That girl, this, that new glossy I shit. Like, and guess what? 
your girlfriend's going to go to Glossier. She's going to look up your, your color. She's going to buy that color, probably buy something else. And did you make a penny off that shit? No, you did not. No. And that's one thing I really do love. Like it's compensating you for being passionate about something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Love. Right. Which yeah. is what we, how we shop anyways. And so, totally. yeah. Yeah. So something that you're really good at and I really admire about you is not taking yourself too seriously. (laughs) Okay, good. So we've noticed that over the last... Yeah, totally, (laughs) but I love it. (laughs) So where do you think that comes from? And then what advice do you have for women who feel like they could use some more fun and a little less serious in their lives? I think as we touched on, there's a lot of women, especially moms who are stuck in the comparison mode and really taking everything seriously. So yeah, fair. Um, you know, it's, um, you, they're really, I think often, and I'm really, what I'm really excited for, and I'm hoping for this quarantine period and this isolation period is that, and I know it's, it, I have been a like perpetual, like busy person, like just busy, 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 doing all the things all the time. And this quarantine has really forced this all to slow down. And I hope that it actually continues, you know, as life gets, uh, you know, as we kind of go through the next few phases of reopening, I hope it continues for people. Um, and, and I think that 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 might cause people to look for more joy in their lives, you know? Um, and I think we, you have to find joy and, and not serious joy, but this is like something I like something that my, I, so I call my, my, I don't know if this is like good parenting or bad parenting. I don't know, but (laughs) I call my oldest son. I say to him, I'm like, you're my rock. Like I've always, so he's, I said, you're, you're my rock. You have been with me through <clears throat> some really difficult times. And you're, you're just like, you're my, you're my rock. And I say to my little guy, I'm like, you're my gift because he is, yeah, his personality, his, like the joy he brings to the family, the laughter he brings to my, to the family is like, just, it's incredible. And so I just asked him, I'm like, and I say, Zakai, what are you? He goes, I'm your rock. I'm like, hi. Right. <laughs> like, Cohen, what about you? He goes, I'm your gift. And um, so cute. So what cult, it is, it's really, it's really quite, you know, kind of, I don't know if it's right or wrong. I don't give a shit. It's what we do and they love it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, but with, you know, with Cohen, what he really taught us and what he showed us is like, we need laughter in our lives and laughter is brings joy it brings lightness and so find more reasons to laugh and find reasons to like laugh at yourself like (laughs) if you make a mistake then like find a you know find a way to laugh about it as opposed to like you know get you know beat yourself up about it because fuck like we're all just trying to do our best you know we're all just trying to there's a you know it's not, it doesn't mean you can't self-correct. It doesn't mean that you can't, you know, go back and like change and, and, and pivot, but it can mean that you can find more joy in the moment. And I think that laughter is, has been, um, one of the things. So because Zakai, Zakai does have a little more of like a serious personality and I, um, and so it was, it became really important and a focus for me to like find more ways to like 
have laughing fits with him. Like find ways to make him laugh, find ways to like that really big belly laugh. And so, you know, it might be through a podcast. It might be through funny. Like we love watching Bernie's mountain dog videos together. And, uh, recently, recently we, you know, I've been, we've been watching like baby videos of him, um, with our Bernie's mountain dog that, um, recently passed. And so, you know, we have just found ways. I think it's just, I don't know if, I don't know if there's like much, there's much advice in that, but I would say laughter for sure is, has been something that I've tried to focus on in our, in our family is finding like reasons to laugh and, um, and dance like like music. Oh, music is important. I'm on that one. Music is really important. So you can like probably go through tons of highlights of my like on my Instagram and like find both my kids twerking because <laughs> they like we have like I have a lot like, I am Beyonce like I am I am I am so deep in the beehive I am making the fucking honey so it's like yeah I and I will sell that shit if I have to like I love Beyonce and so my kids love Beyonce too and so they like you know we dance we have dance parties and I don't know I love and I just, it. Yeah, that's all I, I think that's all I would, I would say about that. Well, I really love your commitment to fun and um, yeah. it's good. So before we wrap up here with the final two questions, I want yeah. to sincerely thank you thank for your time and for being um, so honest and fun and you're just <laughs> such good vibes. I just love being Thanks, around you. So thank ah, thanks. I love being around you too. It's <laughs> funny when we met. Oh my gosh, we didn't talk about you've been trying some beauty counter products. Yeah. What did you think? Oh, I we met it. in real life the other day. Yeah, we met IRL. It was yeah. great. We did like a socially distanced handoff. I gave um, you the Lysol wipe. <laughs> yeah, you did. It was great, which I had none of because you can't I couldn't find those anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so very thoughtful. Yeah, so <laughs> I it's the counter match line and I really like everything. And I also really love the first thing I think I'm going to get is the foundation. I really like it. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Really nice. I'm wearing it right now. Yeah. It's, it, it, you know what I love about it? And I'm wearing, I'm wearing it too, um, is that it doesn't feel like you're wearing anything. It feels like you're, you know, it feels like you're, it's your skin. And at the end of the day, you don't have that oily you know, that oiliness. No slip I going really on. really like it. No slip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's buildable too. Um, well, yeah, but thank you for having me. I really, really enjoyed it. My first podcast experience. Yeah, you did amazing. It was my pleasure. <laughs> and where's the best place for everyone to find you and connect with you? Yeah, so I am most findable on Instagram and it's at Tatum. So T-A-T-U-M dot Blize, B-L-I-Z-E. And uh, I recently started on the TikTok. (laughs) Did you just call it the TikTok? The TikTok. (laughs) We've been doing, we started, the first one we did was like the family, um, the family one. um, It's very cute. It was, it was super cute. And then I tried like the, the savage dance. You can do the savage dance, right? I mean, um, not sure, but yeah. I've got it pretty down. I've got it. Did you? Yeah. It's on my TikTok. You have a TikTok? Of course I have a TikTok. Girl, girl, we got to like bleed or something. Oh, oh. (laughs) 
I'm down. I'm so in. Okay, so connect, connect with Tatum on Instagram and TikTok, mm-hmm. and I will link it so you guys can go check her out. Um, mm-hmm. She's awesome, as I've already mentioned. And so final two questions. Um, yeah. Thinking over the past couple weeks, what's been mm. your biggest mom fail? And then we'll end on the high note, mom win. Okay. Biggest mom fail. So I was thinking about this. Um, I would say my biggest mom fail was, was, has been letting them, um, not, you know, in the, in the beginning during this sort of like quarantine space, like maybe not, not providing them with like a space to like, to have, I don't know how I should have, you know, take that part out. Let's try it again. (laughs) Mom fail. (laughs) You know what it's been like, honestly, it's the fucking screens. That's what it is. It's like the screens. It's all the screens all the time. It's like, because I mean, how do you, how do you even, how do you even? I don't know. Cause I'm not even at that point yet, but I, I know it would be hard. And especially to give yeah. everyone some credit during this time. Like I think give yourself yeah. a, give yourself a hard pass on that one. <laughs> yeah. I would say it's definitely been like the screens, but also the best babysitter are the screens. Oh, the best. Yes. Um, I would say my mom, because let's just go over to the mom win. Yeah. Um, the win would, would be the first, uh, I think it was like the first or second week. My son and I have, and it, like we love Harry Potter. So Zakai and I, so we have about a 20 minute drive to school every day when we were going to school. And one of the things that we started doing, um, just because just to make the drive easier, what was listened, I started playing the Harry Potter books and mm-hmm. we fell in love. Like I'm t- I didn't, I was playing it for him in the beginning. And then obviously I'm listening and we fell in love. We watched, <laughs> we've listened to, we're on the second time around on the very last book. And so we had a, <clears throat> we had a, a Harry Potter marathon day. Oh. So we woke up at 4 a.m. and watched every single movie. And it took us from 4 a.m. until, um, until almost midnight, I think maybe 11 p.m. And it was so rad. Sounds was, epic. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it was so rad. So I would say that would be our, um, that was my mom win for sure. And now we're just like, okay, so how can we dial that up for the next time? Because we're doing that again. <laughs> Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah. Maybe add in some costumes, maybe some yeah. Harry Potter themed food. Just throwing it we're, out there. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. We're going to do like maybe even like a watch party. We're going to see. Yeah, it's going to be dope. Oh, yeah. Love yeah. it. Well, thank you so much, Tatum, and You're welcome. look forward to talking to you soon. Yes, girl. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure, and it really wasn't as terrifying as I expected. Right. <laughs> thank you for listening to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. If you liked our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review, and be sure to tune in next time.